What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner, and I am in the studio with Rosie. Rosie, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. Hey, uh, Rachel, sadly, will not be with us today. She uh, has some stuff going on, and she wasn't able to make it with us when we were recording. And this is a unique uh, recording because we are actually going to be guests on another podcast. It's called Despite Popular Belief. And it's a guy named Stephen uh, Lotbach, Lot, Lotterbach, Latterbach, Lotterbach. He's German, probably. I don't know. He's gonna kill me for this. His name is Stephen. But yeah. uh, despite popular belief podcast, you should check them out if you get a chance. And we were he invited us to be on to talk about the topic of aliens. But before we get into that and launch into that. What do you know, brother? Yes. Hey, so this is just for our warriors. I got <laughs> I, I got an extra special. Did you know? Okay. So did you know that there was a horse named Clever Hans? Here's a German <laughs> one too. Was a horse that claimed to have performed arithmetic. Okay. How, perform a perform. Yes. I didn't know. Like it was a cert, it was like a thing that like people would go watch this horse do math, <laughs> and <Okay. laughs> it was such a big deal. <laughs> so it said, "The great public interest in clever Hans led the German Board of Education to appoint a commission <laughs> to investigate the scientist's claims." So it said, philosopher and psychologist Karl Stumpf. <laughs> formed a panel of 13 people known as the Hans Commission. The commission consisted of a veterinarian, a circus ma uh, manager, a cavalry officer, a number of school teachers, and the director of the Berlin Zoo Zoolog Zoo Zoological. Why well, can't I say it? Zoological. Zoological. Zoo whatever. <laughs> the zoo. <laughs> This commission concluded in September 1904 that no tricks were involved in Hans Hans's performance. All right, Hans. So there was a horse that could do math. Defying the critics. Yeah. He couldn't actually do math, though. He fooled the commission. <laughs> Basically, they found out. Uh, yeah, so there's this whole thing called the Clever Hans, uh, Clever Hans like syndrome. Oh, really? Yeah. There's this whole like thing that spawned from it. Yeah. I need to know. Like, tell me more. Oh, basically, so the horse, so they thought he could do math because the guy would, like, write these things on and then, like, point at which Oh, so answer. it was, like, subliminally, so the, he was, like, no, so secretly. The, well, he was subliminal. He didn't realize it, but he when he would go over the correct answer, when he was, like, pointing at it, waiting for the horse, yeah. the horse... Memorized. No, figured out, and he could read the guy that was pointing it. So it so was... he so the guy was giving off some sort of subliminal message, <laughs> unaware of it, in the that, horse at the right one, and the horse was perceptive enough. Super intuitive horse. Yeah. So he was clever, Hans. That is crazy. Yeah. That that I mean, horses are brilliant animals. They're yeah. very very smart. I don't like horses. They scare me. They scare me too, man. Yeah. The, I've you know uh, when I, I rode one in Australia. And uh, with a bunch of these cowboys and um, the horse did not want to go out. And so like we we were like it kept trying to turn around and go back to the to the farm. Mm -hmm. And they kept like smacking a, a like a whip at it. And so finally it gave up and it just kept going with the group. And then we were we were doing all this cattle stuff. We were, a couple hours later, we were heading back. As soon as we started to head back, it like took off running and it wouldn't stop running. <laughs> 
and it was like running under limbs and stuff. And I'm like ah, trying to hang. I'd never ridden a horse before. It was just like terrifying. Wow. Mind of its own. It's literally the size of a horse. Yeah. And just this beast, right? Of an animal so strong. <laughs> Uh, me. Anyways, that's yeah. a that's a good did you know? Yeah, yeah. People like animal ones. Do they do like animal ones? In fact, we have some special did you knows uh, on the other side. But yes. uh, I want um, our listeners to do me a favor: sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Despite Popular Belief. I'm very excited for this episode. Uh, I want to say this is probably about three years in the making because we are returning to discussing aliens. Uh, Most of you who have been with us uh, for the whole trip, you know that the first episode that we did was about aliens, extraterrestrials. Um, I guess you could call them UFOs. Maybe we can clarify some of that. But I have special guests on with me today. This is Turner and Rosie from All Out War Podcast. Awesome podcast, guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It has been like three years, hasn't it? It's Yeah, it's been a long time. (laughs) I'm very excited to have you guys on here. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your time um, at the end of the weekend as we roll into a new week. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your podcast and you know what what you guys like to dive into? And yeah, maybe you could just start there. Sure, man. Well, Stephen, first of all, thanks for uh, letting us you know join you on Despite Popular Belief. We 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 really enjoy it. I you know I was listening to two or three episodes just today. I was doing some work around the house and had you on in the house on the Alexa. It was really cool. Uh, two things I want to say about your podcast. First of all, number one, you have the best uh, music, opening music uh, of any podcast that I listen to, which I listen to a lot. And number oh, thank two, you. yeah, and number two, you have awesome artwork and like awesome mm-hmm. uh, merch. Like thank you. you put effort into it, man. It looks great. I love it. So any of our listeners should probably go check out your merch and, and support you there because it's cool. It's it's actually like stuff that looks cool. It it's not just good. It's cool and it has a great message. So uh, good good job on that. But um, yeah, so we we've been uh, around since what twenty eighteen? I guess it was. I think so. Yeah, like or I think it was the summer of twenty eighteen. Um, uh, we've got about a hundred episodes uh, under our belt. We basically started this podcast as uh, to reach culture, theology, and politics. And just to have a Christian view on on those three areas of life. And what's happened is over the course of the last couple years, um, you know, we found ourselves dipping more and more into some of the fringier, more conspiracy, conspiracy side of things. Let me just say, I was always like into really fringy weird stuff, and I corrupted <laughs> Turner when we started talking about stuff. I'm like, hey, man, you need to hear about this. And well, then... in all fairness, I think it happened with the Nephilim. That was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for yeah. me, that was a yeah. tipping point, the, just doing a, um, a lot of study on the Nephilim out of Genesis and um, their origins and, and that. And then we had the wonderful Dr. Michael Heiser, who wrote a book um, called... Um, uh, the unseen realm. The unseen realm. Yeah, thank you. And uh, he, 
he came on our podcast and he basically defines that whole idea of the powers and principalities in Ephesians 6 and, and the Psalms where it talks about uh, the, the, the council, that the godly council that sits uh, in, in the throne, enthroned. And uh, he goes into all of that. Anyways, I don't want to get off track, but um, that the Nephilim was sort of for me like it opened the door to some of these other things that biblically you don't hear it preached very often because it is a little it is a little edgy and you do have to use some sources that aren't found in the canon of scripture which I'm referring to like the book of Enoch and and so that can ruffle feathers and so I think a lot of people a lot of pastors will take the safe route and they'll just kind of breeze over that stuff and maybe try think that they'll address it like later or in a more one-on-one basis or something I don't know but our podcast had no fear to to tread into those areas but uh and I was a pastor for 13 years uh teaching pastor and so for me it was natural to just dig in and find all the answers I could find on some of that stuff and then and then Rosie has this natural background of just being he was raised on the internet has has like he was uh I don't know what you can share about yourself man I don't want to uh, yeah, I mean, you. I was just going to say I was always into, like, weird stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You, aliens, UFOs, like, I guess what would be termed conspiracy theories. Like, all that stuff just grew, grew up on the internet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, um, I guess my, I was going to say skill set or, you know, both inside, you know, for fun and for, you know, work is, like, research, that kind of stuff. So I'm a big, I just read a lot and write a lot and like finding, can you I, know, research stuff. Can I brag on you for a second? Um, okay. So, you, hey, Stephen, you might remember, oh. um, you might remember when, uh, when Epstein, Epstein Island was all the rage a, a year or so ago, you know, and, right. um, and uh, Rosie here was doing some research and he discovered, you might have seen floating on, you might have seen floating on the internet, um, the discovery of of Disney cruise lines going to the island with kids, oh, kid, yeah. kid excursions onto the island, St. James Island, yeah. little St. James. Yeah. Rosie discovered that. I'm not kidding. He was the guy that discovered that and put it, he tweeted it out and then he thought he had been, he took it down because he thought that he had been, you know, um, well, Twitter was, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. He, he didn't know if it was true or not. And so he pulled it back down, but before he could pull it down, a bunch of people screenshotted it went and researched it and then it went it went viral but it was him it was rosie over here that discovered it so that's his research like going into it you know anyway yeah so like i said i'm into like (laughs) weird stuff so anyways that's my background and what you know i do for work and stuff like that research kind of stuff so yeah that's awesome yeah and and i go ahead oh go ahead no no no. go ahead i was gonna say you guys usually start off your show with uh (sighs) back from Rosie so I'd like to kick this off now that people kind of have a taste of where you guys are coming from <laughs> yeah all right so I was gonna say we uh, uh yeah I always have like a did you know fact that none of no one else um, when we do it on the show I haven't told the other people and so um I'll just say did you or, and <laughs> I don't even know how to phrase it because I don't want to say did you know because I know you guys don't know anyways so <laughs> The longest sentence spoken by a monkey <laughs> was 16 <laughs> words long. It was uh, said by, this is the monkey's name, was Nim Chimpsky. 
named, oh, named in honor, kind of like a play on words of like Noam Chomsky, <laughs> who's like this professor. And uh, yeah, so anyways, <laughs> Nim Chimsky. So this is, did you know what the longest sentence spoken by a monkey is? Well, I'm going to tell you. It is, give orange, me give, eat orange, me eat orange, give me eat orange, <laughs> give me you. There you go. It's like every variation of give me eat orange. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Nim Chimsky. Nim Chimsky. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fine now. Come on. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that good stuff. I don't know how to transition into aliens with that, but um, <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that with yeah. us. I'm going to that at work. Well, you know, the Russians did put a monkey in space. They did. So, and a dog. And a dog. So Yeah, I think there were posts going along on social media recently where uh, people are saying that we should say sorry to those first couple animals. <laughs> uh, never, I don't think I've ever apologized to an animal, but yeah, no. I mean, there's a lot of things that's unethical. Uh and nobody should be surprised about that. Where do you think your medicine and your makeup comes from? I mean, this is yeah. Not... yeah, but we can anyway. st- we can still kill babies. That's okay. Gosh, I know. Well, if it, you change the word of what it is, you call it a fetus or clump of cells. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the planets and you see some cells, and you say that's life. Exactly. Yes. But here on Earth, it's like ah, uh, well, it depends on the mother. Yeah, well, Christians should uh, and do take the stance that, like, man, we are fighting for for the ones that don't have a voice. And I want to see the justice movement take action with that. Hmm. It's like unborn babies yeah. don't have voice. Christians are speaking up for them. Does the mother have a voice? Yes. And, it's, and she's saying that she wants to kill that baby. We are fighting for the ones that don't have the voice. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> no, that's Dude. getting me off already yeah i was gonna say i absolutely agree and uh yeah that was i was was gonna i was gonna go off on something else but we don't we're talking we're talking about aliens Aliens. not (laughs) yes so i know you guys have talked about aliens on your show before maybe um maybe you can like mention a couple of things that really stuck with you uh from discussions you've had on your show (laughs) so that just start there (laughs) We're la- we're laughing because <laughs> what was the episode that we I, I lost it I couldn't stop yeah laughing. I was gonna, I was gonna say we did one episode where I found this uh like it was <laughs> this blogspot right. post was, that was uh that was like written by someone who's probably I don't want to make fun of anyone that's mentally ill but this person was not mentally well and he was just writing about all the different races of aliens that he'd hung out with. Yeah. And uh, he loved talking about like the uh, all the details, all the detail, the how they reproduce and stuff like that. So that's what <laughs> he was laughing at. Because so we, if you ever want to listen to that, <laughs> if you care about that, I lost it. But uh, yeah, yeah. So we have talked a lot about different aliens. <laughs> um, I will not include that resource on the show notes. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But how are you, you, were, you were talking about Yeah. Right? So, okay. like, one of the first things that I um, struggled with because I was born, like, one of the first movies I ever saw uh, was Star Wars. And it had such a profound impact on me, just the original, you know, 1977 uh, movie that came out. And what happened was, is uh, I just fell in love with space. 
and then ET came out shortly after that, and and that really, like for my generation, I'm a little bit older than you guys. That was a huge a little bit <laughs> a little a little bit. I keep my cane in the corner over here, but um, yeah. So I was all about aliens. I didn't become a Christian. I converted to Christianity when I was 17, and uh, I was the first in my family. So. There was no religious upbringing for me. There was no spiritual emphasis in my family whatsoever. My dad is still a confessed atheist. And um, and so when I became a believer, uh, one of my first questions was, I remember asking this girl that uh, helped lead me to Jesus, and I was like, Wendy, what, what do we do if aliens are real and they show up? Like, do they go to heaven? Do they get saved? Do they, can they be saved? Do we share with them? Like, how does that work? And, um, and, you know, I hadn't read much of the Bible at this point. I didn't really have, uh, I had a Christian worldview in the sense that I knew I loved God and I knew he loved me and that I was saved because of Jesus. That's about as far as it went, but I was a really baby Christian. And, um, I can remember that was a dilemma for me as a believer uh, early on. And, you know, as I've progressed in maturity and understanding and also research, I meet other believers that have that are mature, that know the Lord and have known the Lord, and they have the same question. Well, if they are real, what does that mean about heaven? Do they are they found right. in heaven? And they're they're looking in scriptures and revelation to see if there's like you know when it talks about like all the different tribes and tongues that are worshiping the Lord and all, and you know they're trying to fit it into something. And it wasn't until probably about I don't know maybe four years ago, five years ago, um, I started to think on it a little differently. And my my stance on it went from, if they are real, can they be saved? It, meaning that they would be some kind of materialistic, you know, flesh and blood type of thing, uh, to more of, of a view on it that they're not flesh and blood, they're actually some kind of, di- of entity that would be more spiritual in nature. And yeah. so... Because of that, then it settles it for me. It's either going to be, if it is if it is a spiritual creature, then it's either going to be a good spiritual creature, which is an angel, which isn't in need of being saved, or it's going to be a fallen spiritual creature, like a fallen angel or a demon, which then can't be saved. Right. Right. So it settled it out for me. If And, and yes, I am saying that it's more than likely that an alien is going to be a fallen spiritual entity that would be able to go between our dimension and the spiritual dimension, uh, making itself visible and known um, through different various tactics and ways that they do things, you know? Yeah, it seems like a lot of alien abduction stories or uh, trauma that people experience after having an encounter with one of these creatures, entities, uh, it, it has been done from drugs, uh, drugs peeling back layers of consciousness, and you, you're you're starting to be greeted by these. Uh, uh, they have names for them, and like you see, you're starting to get into like some some new age stuff and like pharmacia mm-hmm. and things that in the new age just they're they're loving the spirituality that they think is coming off of that, but like Christians know clearly that it's like okay, th- we're we're getting into some pagan territory here. Mm-hmm. This is. Yes, it's spiritual, but not not the good kind, which is like what you were. That's what you were alluding to. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think when you when you investigate abductions in general, 
they're not delightful, fun things. I mean, you're, right. people are getting probed and they're, it's terrifying. They have PTSD after they come mm -hmm. back from the experience. Um, they're changed in a really negative way. And so to wonder if they're a good spiritual entity and that's happening and that's not a good thing, um, it's obvious that they're some kind of evil thing. Now, um, one thing too that I would say is uh, whenever whenever these creatures are, these entities are uh, revealing themselves to somebody, um, there is a fear, a panic, like uh, typically. Um, and then also there is no, they like to replace uh uh, they like to replace God with themselves. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they're kind of positioning themselves over that individual as God and um, having power over them uh, in that way too. Like they can control um, their physical ability to move. Um, when you hear these, these abduction stories, um, like they're, they're, they're held down to a table that there's no straps, but they can't move. Um, so it's, right. it's kind of migrating into their consciousness or something. But, um, and, uh, and then ironically, when, if the abductee is a believer, if they mention the name of Jesus, then they're typically brought back. And, um, so that was the result of some studies that we had found through, uh, Joseph Jordan, who is a, uh, he's a, a alien abduction expert. He's been studying for like 30 years and, um, he actually has some YouTube channels and podcasts too. Um, we had him as a guest as well. He's written some books. Um, I would recommend any listeners to check out him if they uh, want to go a little bit deeper into some of that stuff because he's extensively researched it. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, in particular with him and, like, as far as the abductions, I don't know why I said that weird, abductions, <laughs> uh, the abductions. I've never, I've never pronounced it that way before, ever before. Um, but, yeah, he, that was one of the things that he had said so he, his uh, pedigree or his um, job, he was really big into um, the, the MUFON community was like this grassroots organization of like amateur uh, ufologists or, yeah, you know, those kind of people. And um, so his thing was like he would interview um, – all, like thousands of people who were like, I was abducted. And so they sat down and tried to make it like as clinical and like scientific as possible. And then, so the big thing with like him in particular, which is pretty interesting is he started all doing this stuff when he was not saved, totally into the new age stuff, gets saved, starts revisiting like, Oh, is there something like spiritual that has to do with this? Just give him a little history of like his, where he's coming from. And so he, he started looking at every time through like thousands over like years and years and years, tens of, uh, tens of years, uh, <laughs> decades of, uh, that that's what it's called, uh, decades of years of like interviews with these people every single time he said it wasn't even if they were Christians, every single time that someone said like, in Jesus name, like go away, like immediately, boom, done. Yeah. Like the aliens wow. were like the entities or whatever would like freeze up, like freak out and like put them back wherever it was. And it would immediately end. And in that, I remember I asked him, I was like pretty curious. I'm like, well, okay. So was there ever like some Muslim person that was like in the name of Muhammad or, you know, like in Allah or, <laughs> uh, 
don't know, Krishna or right, whatever, yeah. thousands of gods they have, whatever. All Any other fake god, basically, <laughs> like <laughs> any other fake thing, did anyone ever call out and have it immediately stop? And he said, never. We've never heard wow. of anyone else. It's only been Christians and non-Christians who say the name, like, in Jesus' name, stop or, like, leave me. Only time these things have ever ended. So, I mean, that's one of these things that they're – that's, There's that's, some spiritual ele- uh, element to this thing because we, I was going to say if we believe that – this was kind of elaborating on – is if they're on some other planet and they're like these like people, they're just like us, but they're in you know Alpha Draconis or something like that. Why do they care about like who Jesus is? Do they know about – you right, know, like right. what – if they're just regular people like us, like, you know, would they – and it, like why if if I why if, would they if, immediately free if I was able to go to their their solar system their planet as mm-hmm. like an I'd be an alien to them and they and I'm abducting them to do research with our technology this is all weird but it's just supposing okay <laughs> Turner wants to but, go do butt I, stuff on aliens no, I don't probe wanna, them I want to probe an alien uh, but <laughs> say I went to some Alpha Draconius <laughs> and I abducted some alien and I'm like researching it with my you know with Rosie and our spaceship. And then they call out to their alien god. I wouldn't care. I'd yeah. be like, call yeah. out to your alien god all you want, right? You know. But what what really does strike fear into them is the name of Jesus. So that puts that brings them into a much closer proximity to me yeah. than some solar system. Um, the the other thing, there was something else that that I thought of when you were talking. Um, go ahead, because I, I need to get back to that thought. Because I uh, well, I was going to say something we had talked about in, before that maybe is worth mentioning and. Uh, oh, yeah. You, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. So, so the other side of it too is this: is I don't know if you know much about Aleister Crowley, but um, Aleister Crowley mm-hmm. did. He wrote. Um, he was a famous occultist, Satanist. He wanted to be kind of Satan's right hand man, is what his claim was. He was probably the most evil man ever to walk the earth. Uh, back in the 1940s, he uh, he was given through uh, through all kinds of rituals. He was given this thing called the Book of the Law. And when he was given this book of the law, he uh, he visited with this creature, this demon, and he drew a picture of this demon. And the picture of this demon is basically what our classic gray alien looks like today, with sort of the you know non features and big head and big eyes and sort of oval oval looking, you know. And and so, <laughs> to me, when I think that Aleister Crowley, who was this Satanist who has did more to corrupt the forties and fifties. And even, and here's the other thing is Aleister Crowley has a huge influence on the space program. And if you start Mm. to, if you start to dig through the space program with the symbols and the, and the symbology that they use in a lot of these space programs and some of these in particular, some of these space flights, what they're naming them after like Apollo and, you know, they're naming them after Greek gods and all of these things. Um, there's a, a huge cultic tilt towards outer space in our culture in general. And, and most people just take it for granted. They look at it. They don't think much of it. They think, oh, it's just something. But why would they name it that? Why would they call it Apollo 13? Well, what's significant about the number 13? And what's significant about Apollo? And who was Apollo? And you start to unpack these things and you realize there's deeper things that are, that are um, you know, relevant underneath the surface and they're probably uh, spiritual in nature, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think there was a lot of um, demonic spiritual baggage that came into NASA 
especially after World War II, when we inherited a lot of the German Nazi doctors and researchers that had just got done um, torturing God's chosen people. Right. He says, come on in. Show me what you got. <laughs> yeah. So like, man, there's, you don't think demons are hanging around with those people? Right. Of course they are. Yeah. I mean, like, demons are, I mean, it fits perfectly into a motive of destroying God's chosen people. Like, it fits perfectly. It's, it's sick and it's sad. Um, I, I hadn't thought about, like, the symbology and stuff for, through NASA. It's something that I, I guess I hadn't really taken a look at, but now that you say that, it's like, oh, yeah, number 13 is part of the numerology that they use in Apollo. It's like, oh, well, okay. even, even like, here? <laughs> yeah, like even the rocket itself, like the rocket ship, um, it looks like a big phallus. And, you sure. know, the, the phallus is, you know, we go back to, it goes back to Horus and Isis and, um, you know, we've got one here in our city in Washington, D.C., you know, the, the Washington Monument and, um, and, and all of it is symbolic. <laughs> and then you go yeah. to, you go to Jack Parsons, who was uh, one of the instrumental guys who, who developed rocketry. Um, he had the Suicide Squad, um, who, wasn't that Jack Parsons who had the Suicide Squad and they died? They, no. Wh- who was that? I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think it was. I think that was his, the name of his, his crew was Suicide Squad. But they were de- Jack Parsons was developing the rocketry with um, with the guy Ron L Hubbard. L Ron Hubbard. L Ron Hubbard. Out in the desert. Yeah, go ahead. And they did that. They did the whole. They did that big ritual, and they tried to bring forth the woman of Babylon to bring forth the yeah, end yeah. times and all that stuff. Yeah. So all that was centered around developing the rocket. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, so all of this occultic ritualistic stuff around space rocketry and space development and um but we're supposed to just believe it's all nefarious it's all i mean it's all innocent and it's all just to go to the moon and come back and and you know find mars and all that stuff and um and so i think all of that as a big umbrella over i think the aliens fit perfectly in that especially when you think about the alistair crowley picture that was given of what looks like the modern what we equate would be the modern day gray um alien so yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say one of the things that um, is interesting. I don't want to jump all the way back, but um, there's this point that we were talking about um, with like the fact that aliens. Uh, I was, I'm trying to make it fit back because I don't want to hop back too much. But you're talking about like the fact that like this uh, these aliens and it can be sometimes like I. I heard of like technology uh, they're like oh they have these advanced technology because they were able to like make uh like me paralyzed or something like that or make me float in the air or something like that so it has to be like some sort of advanced because that's where it goes where you know we can't make anyone levitate like just by looking at them or something like that or using our mind so they must be these like advanced beings that are like more that not evolutionized. Um, yeah, well, possibly. What, no, I'm trying to, uh, not the word I'm trying to think of. They're like, high, they have evolved, evolved more yeah. than us. And um, I was going to say, there, there's this perfect example of, you know, kind of, it goes back to the the spiritual aspect of like what a, 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 a demon could be if it, it's a UFO. Um, we're just basically, the, I love pointing this out whenever people get weirded out. Cause, so basically, like back in Egypt, when um 
Moses through there's a, a scene where Moses is like uh correct me if I'm Moses, right? For With um, the staffs. Each, yeah, yeah, uh, sorry. I always I didn't want to, now I look <laughs> even stupider. I, I didn't want to like mess up and make sure. And now so I asked you on air to make sure that I didn't mess up who it was. Because I'm super confident about it. It, it was Moses. It was Moses <laughs> yeah, with the staff. Okay, yeah, yeah. But anyway, in where he's like talking about, um, where he's talking with the different magicians, right? And mm-hmm. um, they're like performing magic and like all this stuff. And basically, they're the other magicians or the whatever the magician. I guess magicians is yeah. the proper term. Yeah. I was trying to think of some other word of what they were they were, um, they were demonic pharaoh's musicians yeah 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 these guys that were you know off anyways they throw down their staffs right and they turn into snakes and then moses throws down his staff and it turns into a snake and it eats the other snakes and like so there's so many people i, I was going to say christians are usually like there where they're like yeah okay that god you know because it shows that moses's god is the bigger one and like the power over it you know like He's the ultimate. <laughs> nice. Sorry. He's like the ultimate uh, God, right? That, that you know, that's what they use in that thing, and everyone's like, "Oh, whatever." You, you know, they're all freaking out back then. They're like, you know, Yahweh. But like, it's very easy to gloss over the fact that like the other magicians, their staffs did turn into snakes, and that was not Yahweh. You know what I mean? So they were praying to something that was spiritual. That was not Yahweh, not the the Lord of the Bible, you know, the Jehovah, the, Jehovah yeah. you know, the God that we believe in. But their staffs still turn into snakes. So there's some like, sort of power that came on that is evil, that was able to manipulate mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, who was the one? I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Where like fire came down, where they're burning the all with the false the all, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there is things, yeah. There's so there's cases in the Bible where there is stuff that obviously did not come from God, that still was supernatural in a way that was harnessed by these evil people. You know what I mean? So I think that's something yeah. that is maybe like Christians are kind of weird to think about it that way, but like. This is a whole point to say is like demonic power in these powers and principalities, you know, the Prince of Persia that's written about, um, all you know, all these uh, different things, these angelic, these demonic beings can also, you know, there's precedent for them yeah. being able to manipulate and do what we would call some sort of miracle, you know, like something we can't do um, through there is an evil power. So th- that's what I was trying to wrap it in with the ufos is like the aliens is if these things are demons like there's total biblical precedent for them to be able to do stuff that humans can't do on our own you know what i mean and it doesn't mean because they can do something that we should like all of a sudden worship them because they're more evolved or they're more spiritual than us or you know we should trust them because God is inheriting, you know, giving them some sort of power that we don't have. So we should listen to whatever they have to say. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? So th- I, I, that was kind of a long-winded way to say, like, what I was going to say. <laughs> going on when, when they show up. And, you know, I've been thinking about this the past year. Um, what do we know uh, about angels? Like, what can angels do? Like, what's their purpose besides worshiping God in heaven, which there are specific angels uh, designed to 
you know, even Just be around the three uh, but they have to cover their face and their feet while they're flying. It's, it's amazing. But we know that angels were messengers, right? They mm-hmm. were delivering messages at specific times, and it was always commanded by God. It was never like willy-nilly just going around giving messages. So if fallen angels, if demons are or were angels, like why, why would they have lost the power to communicate to people, yeah. let's say in a dream state, whether that's drug-induced or natural, like you're sleeping, whatever. So, like, is it possible that that's where night terrors come from? Mm-hmm. You're receiving demented message from something demonic, um, alien abductions and, and encounters from when you're sleeping and you get the sleep paralysis. Is this is this a fallen angel using its gift of being able to deliver a message into your into your mind while you sleep? Are are they abusing that power? Why would they not? Mm-hmm. Why would they not use that power? They hate God's people. Yeah. yeah. No, you're. This- yeah, you're exactly right. And I, I would say, like, so think about what angels can do. Like, and also think you were mentioning, like, the purpose of angels. And we know we know that there's warring angels. We know there's ministering angels. Uh, we know that there's, um, you know. Uh, different, they're mentioned different types of roles and purposes and angels that lead worship, you know, like you were mentioning, which by the way, great insight, covering their feet and their faces as they uh, sing, you know, all day long, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Um, I never really uh, put that together uh, as the reverence of God. They can't even look upon the glory, you know, which is kind of yeah, crazy yeah. to think about an angel created to be there to worship him to sing out to him and he can't even look at him because he's so glorious that's incredible but um, it is yeah but back to angels so a little bit on you know like if you do a study on angelology which is basically what are the purpose and 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 what are the uh, the theology of angels and all of that um, you'll find that um, angels actually can do certain things and this is where um you know, like in Hebrews, it says, be, you know, you should always show yourself hospitable because you might be entertaining angels unaware. And so is there this possibility that angels can actually take the form of a human? And I would say yes, um, not only yeah. from a biblical standpoint, but from a personal standpoint. Um, so, so, I, Sodom and Gomorrah is a great example. So, Sodom and Gomorrah is another great example. Um, but I've experienced what I believe was a I thought it was a person at the moment, but it turns out it was more than likely an angel. Uh, and wow. after we looked back on it and put two and two together with the story, it, it actually gave me something that somebody had been praying for that was lost. This thing was lost for over two years. And um, they had been praying for This old woman had been praying to find it. And this man delivered it to me and um, said, Hey, I think I found this. It was at my church. And so I put it in the lost and found and, uh, and this lady just wept when she found it because it was special to her. But uh, anyways, uh, if if angels can take the human form, then what about a fallen angel that's lost its glory, right? So all its glory has been taken away. So everything's perverted. Everything that it does is kind of twisted in, in that fallen nature of things. It's never going to be complete. So maybe the closest they can get to taking the form of a human is this gray alien mm-hmm. creature, ah. you know, or something like that. And so, and by the way, I just want to say, Rosie, um, I Googled while you were talking, um, Jack Parsons. Yeah, I know. I, I Googled it too. <laughs> I didn't, you got me on a did you know. I never knew it was yeah. called the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. It's not just a movie. It's a record breaking thing. Yes. Wow. I, well I schooled done. Rosie on it. Yeah. Anyway, he died by 
blowing himself up by accident. So, or was it? An or accident? was it right? Yeah. So, but um, anyways, so when you think about all these things, like you start to put the pieces together, it really helps me to say, okay, this is a spiritual issue. It's it's most certainly a spiritual warfare issue because now if the church can get deceived into this, then what's it going to do? It's going to buy into the deception, which is always going to pull away from Jesus as Lord, Jesus as King, as Savior. It's always going to pull away from the glory of God and go to something lesser, Hmm. even if it's just God, but not Jesus. You know, they're more than willing to accept God, but not Jesus. And so that's one side of it. The other side of it is is that like right now in our culture, so I remember in 2016, before Trump got in, Obama was doing his sort of exit speech at the White House, and he mentioned something about aliens and UFOs. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like doing something in my living room and I heard it and I like turned around and I rewound the DVR and I was like, wait, it's like, what? And I listened to him again. And he basically was saying that he was giving soft disclosure on the existence of, of alien creatures and uh, in particular UFOs. Now you fast forward here to 2020, 2021, and now just this recently, it's this spring, the government basically releases all of these video footage from the Navy. And you also get a soft another soft disclosure of the existence of aliens. So my thing is, is what's happening is, and this is where I put my conspiracy hat on, is that the distraction is being set up. It's being mm-hmm. pushed. And so as as the evil influence over the government has got its place and it's doing its thing, it's trying to set something up to distract from something greater that could be happening. And so I know you're reformed, and, um, and I know most, most Calvinists don't believe in a pre-trib rapture or anything like that. But just for a minute, I want you to stretch theologically for a second. What if yeah. there was, what if, what if that position theologically actually did happen and a rapture came and suddenly there's hundreds of millions of people that are just disappearing from the planet uh, in a rapture situation? Um, what would they say happened? They would say aliens. Aliens clearly came and take them, took them. You know, wow. like that's one narrative that could be pushed. Now, so, you know, I'm just saying that something's happening with it. And if it's satanic or evil in nature, and now it's being pushed by our federal government and it's being kind of accepted as this is something real, we don't necessarily know what it is, but it's definitely, it's been shown and we can't explain it, um, but we believe in them. Now you're going to suddenly have a, a narrative that's going to be starting to be knit together and it's always going to pull away from Jesus, always. Like it never points yeah. to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say um, <clears throat> when you were, you, you were saying that uh, uh, Obama actually June first of this year was on some podcast or something like this, and he literally said uh, he predicted that new religions would arise. <laughs> he used the term "new religions would arise" if proof of aliens were discovered. Oh. I was gonna say that it's very interesting. There's this. Um, Jeez. I was going to say, I think, uh, uh, just to harken back, you're saying a lot of really good stuff. Um, there's this great book um, by this, there's this French computer, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Jacques Vallée, Jacques Vallée, mm-hmm. Jacques, he's this like French, um, he's in, here in America now, but um, he was like this UFO, he's this computer science guy 
like all in the 70s and then all of a sudden he started looking into ufos and uh so he comes from like this totally different kind of like scientific mind but he writes this there's this really good book i think it was written like the late 80s um it's called messengers of deception you uh it's about ufo contacts and cults Hmm. so basically he does it's like this it's really really good it's really interesting and it's scary because it's written like the 70s and 80s and he's like so basically he goes out and he's interviewing all these people that were uh, uh, contactees from aliens that then went in to go and started some sort of cult with it or they joined a group with it. So he, like all over the world he goes and he's interviewing all these different people and he has like – so the whole book is just talking about – he's like it's so weird because all these people all over the world – and they all come from different religious backgrounds or ideas or, you know, all these different people. Um, if they don't have, and there's p- part of it where it's like, if they don't have a super strong faith, it's like a big thing. So there's not a lot of like, I guess you wouldn't talk about them, but they're all people that are like, oh yeah, they kind of like, when he interviews them, they're like, yeah, I was like brought up Catholic, but like, you know, I didn't really care. So it's like that kind of people that weren't super strong in their faith. Anyway. But he's like all these different people all over the world who all have different kind of interactions with different UFOs or aliens. Yeah. And they're like all these different, you know, like the, what do they call them? The, the tall Norwegians, oh, like right. these, yeah. these tall blonde people that they call them like uh, either Swedes or Norwegians. I can't remember it off the top of my head because they look like humans. They're like seven feet tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. And so it's like wow. those guys that are like in some mountain in like Peru. And then like this guy talks to him, and then he starts like some UFO cult. And then like some other person in like England who like had some weird something else happen. And they all start. But anyway, so the whole, so he's interviewing all these people, whatever. And the whole thing is across the world, after all these different things, all these different organizations all have the same message, which is this universalist. Mm-hmm. anti-christian thing like explicitly anti-christian it's some wow. sort of uh communist or socialist ideal like where it's like this utopia so it much in the same way that uh i was gonna say it's really interesting um that again there's never an alien that comes down um the relatively and again we we said before that or, I guess most people, it's usually super terrifying and no one comes out and they're like, oh, dude, that was awesome. Like some aliens (laughs) came down, man. It was super cool. Like took me on my spaceship. Yeah. They're always like super traumatic. And there's, we've never had an alien that came out and was like, um, trust in Jesus. Yeah. Believe in Jesus. Like turn and (laughs) repent right now. Or I guess, uh, I don't, maybe it was an alien. Well, it, if it was an angel, I would, they would, I would assume they would probably say, like, do, don't have, you know, don't be scared. Right. I'm an angel of the Lord. Fear not. Right? Fear not. You know, <laughs> they would always preface it with that. So if there's, so taking that out of the picture, why do we never hear about some alien that comes down and is like preaching to God, you know, hey, you know, and clan Duth or you know whatever alien planet like hey we have the gospel and we we came here to evangelize to you weird <laughs> right. things like that never yeah. happens alien it's missionaries <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> so, I, I mean, I was just interesting well, that... You oh. know, you said something that really, it, it sparked in my mind for just a second. You were saying how they have a universal kind of message of social uh, socialism or communism or whatever. Yeah. And um, I think what that is, is that's sort of setting up the Antichrist. It's like pushing towards that, you know, that one world government, that, you know, new world order, that whole Antichrist system, that beast system, so that they can set him up. They're, it's just a deception, man. You know, like it's just another way that Satan's running his tentacles out and just pulling some people into some deception. Uh, and yeah. if, if it takes root, like, I mean, think about it, like the new age, I mean, back in the early eighties, when yoga first kind of, it was introduced into the United States in the late seventies, early eighties, um, yoga, just everybody was doing yoga, not even realizing that yoga, the, the, the positions that they're in and all of that are actually worshiping deities. You know, yes. um, they don't, they didn't realize it was a deception, but guess what? It pulled people away, right? It pulled them away. And now you see yoga in churches. And you, yep. see, you see, so I'm thinking that it's just another way Satan is deceiving the world, keeping the deception over the blind eyes of people and um, pulling them, keeping them from looking at the truth. And it's sad because, you know, as a pastor, as a preacher, I think pastors and preachers need to start addressing this topic like do a three-part series on start with angels start with demons and then go into aliens like give them the theology that they need so that when they right. see this on the news when that big ship shows up and cnn's just showing it 24 hours a day because it's floating over africa or whatever however it's going to be like i don't know how it's going to work but they'll know that is not reality that is not that is some spiritual thing, and they'll be able to stand their ground and, and speak the truth. But they can't. Yes. They can't right now because no one's willing to address it. It's sad. It's, it has to be relegated to things like this podcast where yeah. an open discussion can happen and hopefully people can listen to it. I, I think this is a good time to bring in some of like the scriptural elements. Um, and I wanted to bring up this one point. Um, if as believers we believe in the Trinity, like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we believe that the Son was Jesus Christ, right? Holy human, holy God. So if we believe in that Trinity, and Jesus came to earth to save us from our sins, and he is the Messiah, what implications does that have, the fact that one of the heads of the Trinity is a human, right? Does that mean human Jesus might have to take care of life on other planets if they fell from grace at, at a different rate or like did they have a different uh, story did they not fall mm. you know did they obey god at the beginning of their creation like it's too many questions start to arise when you realize that one of the heads of the trinity was a, was human jesus but again holy god I, I need to clarify that yeah um why why was he human then if there is other life out there that well, has a soul. We know we're different than the animals here, you know, amongst us. Mm -hmm. Like we have souls. Not yeah, we were we were told to, well, really to to rule over and take care of. So if we're talking about these extraterrestrials on other planet, planets, I, I think we're describing things that have consciousness, or at least that's what the secular culture would have you believe. Um, what are the implications of that? If you believe in the Trinity, like you, you have to start to ask more questions. Yeah. Um, and you really have to dig into God's attributes. Like, okay, so let's say that aliens show up or aliens do exist in extraterrestrial form. Um, does, do the attributes of God change? Mm. Well, 
No, God remains. Mm-hmm. God is consistent across the board. Um, I want to bring up this one thing here because this was like one of the core pieces of discussion from episode one of Despite Popular Belief was uh, this is mentioned in Hebrews, First Peter, and Romans, uh, but the phrase Jesus died once and for all. Mm-hmm. So Hebrews 10.10. Uh, and the pericope of the section is even called um, uh, Jesus died once and for all. And by that, well, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Mm-hmm. And then again, First Peter 3.18, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteousness for the unrighteous, uh, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. So again, up above there you have Christ also suffered once for sins. Uh, Romans 6.10, the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So, like, if he died once and for all, who is the all? It's not for animals. Right. And it, we know it's for humans. Like, that's not some cryptic phrase that we're like, mm-hmm. hmm, who could that be? Right. Being that there's there's life in the other planets? I don't know. Like, because you got, you got <laughs> human genes. Well, it depends. It depends if aliens are part of the elect. <laughs> I, had to, I had to. I had to get that in for you. I knew. I knew you'd like that. But it's true. But it's true. Are they or are they not? You know, and are they redeemable and are they not? Um, you know, and the, the Pope would say they're. He they, did. Yeah. He, I was going to say, interesting. The Pope said, uh, 2014, he came out and said he would. Uh, if an alien came down and asked to be mm-hmm. baptized, he, he said he would <laughs> baptize him, and he called him like our Baptist. alien brothers. That's what he said. Would he sprinkle him? I, I, I think we quoted that phrase on episode one. And oh. like he wrote a book or somebody wrote a book about it, and it was called like baptizing an alien or something like That's, that. So yeah, I guess you're a Catholic. Well, yeah. well the Pope has spoken. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there you go. Settled. We, it's we settled, gotta, right? Why are we even asking the question? He's infallible. So why, who am I to question that? <laughs> Even uh, though Paul said something otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that th- I was going to say absolutely doesn't change anything at all. Um, mm-hmm. Like what you were just talking about the attributes of God, forever unchanging. And again, that, I mean, that's the thing. I if I read the Bible, if there are aliens that um, exist on some other planet, uh, I was going to say we didn't even talk about this that. I don't think we did. I knew we were talking about this before the episode, but there's uh, there's this thing that like the scientists. I, I hate science. <laughs> I hate science. <laughs> I've become like the 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 older I get, and uh, I'm not even that old, but just maybe just in the last couple of years, I am become like so anti. I'm like everything's fake. If it's not like if it's not in the Bible, I don't care about it. Like I don't. <laughs> I mean, kind of jokingly, but I just hate science. But or scientism, I guess, you, because yeah, it's, the, yeah. it's become a religion now. But they always throw out this thing that's called the Drake equation, where it's like mm. this equation. It's like some it's some dude like with the last name Drake. I can't remember. His he makes first. great music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, uh, yeah, some guy came up and he was like, "Well, you see, like." You know, that's that's my lab coat scientist like voice, like super nerdy. I'm super nerdy and I'm going to make fun of like these kind of guys because I hate them that much. And they're like, well, obviously, like because, you know, we came up with this equation and I'm just making up all these numbers because like blah, 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 blah. 
like alien it has to exist because you'd be stupid to think that like aliens don't exist in like a universe this big so basically you just came up with this equation and you just plugged it in it's like these seven variables that like go from it's like what is the number of planets in the solar system and then we're not the solar system the galaxy that we can observe and then which ones are and it continually gets down it's like seven or eight different variables and it comes down to like uh basically dividing the the planets that we can observe and it comes down to like basically at the end of it is like there's a billion planets that meet this criteria of their you know carbon-based uh life forms that can are perfectly the same distance away from like a, a sun to can sustain like beings that would be similar to us and so they sure. they love throwing this out like well the the math proves it you know like the right. the galaxy is so big there has to be aliens like what do you think like god you know like you're so stupid and closed-minded if you think that like god would create all of this and it's just us here all alone the, the whole thing is like he just made up all these numbers and everyone's like oh yeah like he proved it he didn't prove anything because he just made up all the numbers so that the drake equation is just stupid and you shouldn't believe in it and uh but the whole thing is there's all these like aspects of how perfect our planet is you know what i mean um i couldn't i was trying to look it up but there's this there's this little book i read um someone gave it to me at church where it's about this like how perfect the the earth is created right and it's like there's all these like it, this scientist guy one of the good scientists because he's saved so i'll <laughs> say he's a christian who right. does yeah. is good with math there you go <laughs> he's, yeah. good, he's good with math um and he came up with like there's like there's like 50 or so of these different things that like if they were off um so it's like the like the craziest thing like the axis of the earth and like in proportion to the sun and then like the exact gravity and like all this other stuff and the exact mass and like all these numbers there, there's tons of all these numbers and they have to be like so like if they were off to like a millionth of a tilt you know so if the earth was just the slight like the absolute slightest tilt one way in the direction nothing would exist on earth right no life no life nope. at all mm -hmm. it would be a desolate you know whatever it would be but there's so many of them that it just proves that like earth is clearly designed by a creator you know there's so much evidence that he created this for us and so uh, here i'll just throw it out if there's anyone that believes in science kind of stuff the big bang right so if it exploded from one point and everything went as it's supposed to be like that would make sense that because all the different planets have to be exactly where they were or where they are in order for earth to be perfect you know because if everything is wow. all connected and you know like the gravity of this thing a hundred thousand years ago balance, you know yeah, like yeah. it all has to be in balance so it totally makes sense even that God would use quote unquote science and a big bang and have to hurl these useless planets out just to sustain I'm earth. Yeah. So like yeah. spoken uh, word with, with his, uh, with his living, his living word. Exactly. Boy, 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, sorry, that was a long rambling rant, but I was going to say it is not stupid to, even if you believe in science or anything like that or, or you know, whatever, uh, just to basically, if you just don't believe the Bible, like if you need more evidence than just what the Bible says that God created the earth and you're fine with that, like it is perfectly logical that the universe is as big as it has to be in order to just sustain earth. That is not an illogical conclusion and it is not unscientifically founded. Like that's not stupid. So I was going to say this whole, I'm sorry, I'll I'll wrap it up with this. I promise is just because the, uh, so everyone would say like the Drake equation, the universe is so big. They're like, because of something happens that necessitates like a different outcome. They're like, because it's so big, you have to imagine that there is no, I don't imagine, you know, like this is creative for us, you know? So anyways, I was going to, sorry, that was a little rambling rant about that. Can I, can I tag onto that for something? Oh yeah. Okay. So, so you were meant, you're basically, you're going to like a, an origin and creation, uh, kind of model and where, where aliens fit into all of that. And, and, um, and we're on the back of a turtle, by the way, (laughs) or this is great on the back. Yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) That's what Indians say, man. I know in India. Sorry. Well, <laughs> so there's a there's an ancient alien theory that um uh the, the mention of this Prometheus and and the whole idea is that Prometheus came and seeded the earth with with what we have now. So the earth was existing, but he came and seeded it and then that created human life. And then if you if you reach into the Prometheus, um he was like one of the titans in the Greek mythology. Uh he yeah. he was a god of chaos and he basically um created life and then out of clay so stealing again from from you know what is man made from well obviously from the dust right from dust we are and dust we will return is what scripture tells us and 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 when god created man and adam he breathed into him the the breath of life you know and so that nefash this that we were talking about how animals don't have a soul that nefash is that soul that is that part of God bringing life into us. And so Prometheus steals from the biblical narrative and says, oh no, he created life through clay. He gave fire to the people. So he gave technology to people. And when I take that storyline together, everything that I'm seeing there is a mashup of the Genesis 3 creation story. And then also further on Genesis 6, when you have the fallen angels that create the Nephilim, when they have... Uh, when they have sex with human women and right. according I mentioned Enoch earlier and you know I don't think Enoch is canon in any way I think it was as extra biblical you know it's a resource but Peter does quote it Jude talks about it Jesus actually quotes the book of Enoch several times a lot of people don't realize say, that it's not canon but it's still useful it could be useful to right give. right but what I'm, I always, whenever I'm talking to other Christians that aren't familiar with Enoch, I have to preface it with all this stuff so that they'll understand right. I'm not a heretic. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> but Enoch tells us in in an expanded uh, version of that Genesis story that there was technology traded from the fallen angels to the humans in exchange for their women. So uh, mm. Enoch says that we didn't have warfare tools until after that. So they gave them the sword and the shield and they gave them technology to kill and hurt each other. And um, 
And so my whole point of this is that when you think about the Prometheus idea that's being spread throughout the alien communities today, how they're pulling away from and they're perverting the true biblical narrative of both creation and what the purpose is of all of mankind. And so when I read in first in Colossians chapter one, first Colossians, Colossians chapter one, uh, and this is an older 1984 NIV, so it's before it got weird and uh, changed. Uh, I, I could, got rid of the. Yeah, I couldn't find my uh, ESV or my NSB, but it says he is the image of the invisible God, the first firstborn over all creation. And then it goes on to say, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And so, you know how you were talking about that whole verse, he died for all, you know, once and for all. And, you know, I love that verse because when, when, what you were, when you were talking about it, it just, I had this wonderful reminder that all of my sins, past, present, and even the sins of tomorrow have already been dealt with in the cross with the blood. And no alien is going to give me that assurance. No, no foreign, you know, visiting entity who comes with some new religion and some new life-changing peace message is ever going to be able to take away my sins Mm. ever. And my enmity with God is only dealt with through the cross. It's only going to be settled and peace is going to be given to me through the destruction on the cross that was put on Christ, my sins, you know, his judgment on Christ for me. And so that will never be found in anything else. And that's the power of the gospel message that that yeah. these people need to hear. These people that are that are wrapped up in alien culture, they're searching for something. They want answers. And a lot of times they're drawn to this because there's this mysticism to it. There's this mystery and there's some kind of um, untangibles that are kind of just hanging out there and they want to find out what it is. And a lot of times what's driving that is really this spiritual emptiness that's existing mm. in them already. And they just need to look a little bit deeper and, and just beyond that stuff into actual the reality of creation, who we are, why we, why we were made, who we were made for, and who we were made by, and how we can return to him. And a lot of times you start to present that to them. And the Holy Spirit, you know, in his, in his grace, he will soften their heart and open them up and, and you know, and hopefully save them, you know. So, Wilson. I love that. Wow. This, I love talking to you guys. I feel like, I feel like I've known you forever. This is awesome. <laughs> My kind of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, man. You guys have any closing thoughts before I ask you guys what your favorite alien movies are? <laughs> uh, I was trying to find this article, but um, apparently they didn't like it, so they took it down. I want to oh. say it was by Scientific America, um, but it was published like a week, uh, week or two ago. Feels like it was a week or two ago, a couple months ago, I think, where they just came out and they're like, "Oh yeah, scientists just found out that." Uh, the earth was probably all liquid before it became solid. <laughs> they literally just came out with it again. I was just trying to point out that like, yeah, it, here's maybe a closing thing is um, like 
all throughout time, the Bible just keeps getting proven correct and never gets proven incorrect. So, you know, like just trust this. And the other thing I want to say is like as Christians, uh, you know, I, there was things that like I, uh, were hard for me to reconcile. Um, at first, at first, when I hear, when I heard, when I, well, I was gonna say I was raised in a Christian home, but we never was really challenged on UFOs. I just didn't really care about them or yeah. didn't think deeply about, oh, how does this impact like the gospel? You know, like I didn't really think about it that much, but I think when people do think about that stuff, um, it might cause their faith to be like hurt because they're like, oh, well, the you know, the first thing is, well, the Bible doesn't say anything. I've never heard my pastor, my preacher talk about UFOs. So they, yeah. so the theory was, and this is, I think, maybe I'll just speak for myself, maybe, that there are some things that the Bible cannot answer or a biblical worldview cannot answer. Um, and so you would look to something else to like, oh, well, you know, the Bible doesn't say anything about UFOs. So let me hear about some guy that like is on some show for the history channel. It's a history channel. They know what they're talking about back then. <laughs> um, and they say something that's contradictory, but it kind of sounds like it might be because they're talking about aliens. So it's an alien or um, angels that will say something like that. Oh, maybe it's that. And you get totally into this other stuff. So I want to say if there is anyone out there who um, I want to say is like God – as well as the Bible and a biblical worldview, like even though it might seem weird or some topic that doesn't make sense or uh, you think might not have a place in talking to a pastor or someone that is further, maybe more spiritually mature, or you don't think that there's a biblical answer for it, like literally everything I've ever come up with, and I think about some weird stuff, right? I've always found an answer that is little O orthodox Christian. You know what I mean? Like that is not leading me into some heresy. That's not in some weird stuff. Like, so I just want to say like the Bible is continues to get proven true. And the, the, the gospel God himself is big enough to handle any questions about UFOs or doubts about, you know, do they get baptized? Do they need salvation? Like, you know, just worry about yourself and your own right now. Um, we'll share the gospel with them. Share what the happens. gospel with them. Yeah, see maybe what happens. Pray for them to come. <laughs> and then, yeah, right. you know what? If you're worried about aliens, <laughs> if you're worried about aliens, and if they're gonna uh, need salvation, you should pray that aliens come visit you, and then you can preach the gospel to them. So there you go. Yeah. That's what. Well, my. <laughs> <laughs> there you go you wanted you that's right to do it my my uh my whole thing was th- is that um they did discover that the message that the aliens are trying to bring to humans and um they boiled it down to one basic message and it's that they've been trying to reach us concerning our automobile warranty automobile warranty is expiring we've been trying to reach you Oh, that's amazing. Uh, uh, no, I don't think my. I mean, you guys have said everything. I just and this has been a, this has been really fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know what uh, my favorite alien movie is. I was yeah. Rosie and I were talking. Can you believe he's never seen the original Aliens? This guy over here. Oh. I know. 
and practical special effects it's is really well done it's really entertaining yeah. it's good the horror is my favorite genre <laughs> and i have not seen it i i i was just thinking about it i was like oh i haven't seen the original so i know we need to watch it yeah john oh. carpenter's thing also because that one's practical yep. special offense so good love the thing that's the my thing? favorite airline yeah. movie oh yeah the thing that was cool yeah so I don't know. Um, for me, I'm trying to think of my favorite alien movie because immediately I go to Aliens. But there's so many different. Genre. I mean, you've got like Independence Day. You've got like Men in Black. I mean, there's I so. Got to get me one of these. <laughs> I got to give me one of these. Yeah. <laughs> they were just showing that uh, two weeks ago uh, on TV. But oh, uh, you know what I love about Independence Day? Oh, can I talk about this? One of the yeah. best, the best scenes in that movie. My favorite scene. <laughs> Aside from okay, second favorite scene because my first one is Randy Quaid with a like airplane flying into the uh, into the UFO to blow it up. <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah. first one. But my second mm-hmm. one is like where they're having the party and they're all like drunk and like having drug doing drugs up on like the uh, roof of the air uh, like this big huge like skyscraper where they're all like partying and they're like aliens welcome blah 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 and then the ship just comes out and blows them all up that's my favorite thing i'm like yeah the hippie liberals that want them they're coming here to destroy you i don't know why they're not going to bring you up to like hang out with them and smoke pot moron they give you ayahuasca (laughs) yeah they blow them up i love that sorry Uh, i don't know man that's a great question my favorite alien movie man uh I don't want to say ET and sound lame. You know what it was? It was Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the the first, the original oh. one, because that yeah. that really freaked me out when I saw that because I wanted to believe in aliens when I was little like that. Like I wanted to to see them, and that movie put them in a light that was like real, but also like terrifying real, you know. Uh, and the weird things that were happening along, you know, during that movie that was um, so probably. Close Encounters was probably my is my my favorite one. Hey, you want to know? Did you know that ties it back in? Okay. The the researcher, the you the French UFO guy in the third in the Spielberg's movie, yeah. Third in Close Encounters of the Third Kind is based on Jack Fillet, the guy I was talking oh, about. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. Perfect. So he helped out okay. with the movie. That's why it's so good. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, my favorite though, aside from the thing, was Arrival. I really like that one. That new one. It's it's all about language. I was yeah. like, man, this is an angle we haven't done yet. I love this. Dude, yes. Crazy thing about that movie. What was this, what did the spaceship look like? An egg. Wasn't it a big pot? I thought it was a big black cube. Was yeah, it? I think it was it? like an egg. Oh, was it? Okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, 2001: Space Odyssey. At the end, that monolith. Thing, oh, the monolith. Yeah. The big black yeah. monolith. Yeah. I thought it was a big black cube. Yeah. I was like, that's... Oh, uh, Oblivion with Tom Cruise, I think, he has a big black cube. That's um, That one's ominous. That's a cool movie. Tom Cruise is a see. disturbed fellow, but that's a yeah. cool movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's all um, in, yeah, he's into the whole, uh, what is it? The uh, Scientology. Scientology, yeah. And they're all into Doomsday, man. Right. Like, they're... Oh, yeah. Um, but by the way, the black cube, by the black cube is representative of Satan itself. It's, uh, the whole, yeah, there's a whole occultic side to that as well. The center Saturnian black cube. Um, yeah. Okay. So I don't, yeah. I have one special mention for alien movie. Um, 
Superman Red Sun based on a graphic novel. Ooh. It's an animated feature length film, but it's what if Superman landed in Russia and uh, he be- he becomes a leader there. It's a serious film, but it's really good. It's based on a graphic novel. Um, I think it came out this year. Uh, I like awesome. this. So it's animated like- animated movie. Yeah, like cartoon um, cartoon drawn animated. It's really well done. Um, it's not for kids. Uh, you know, it's graphic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Superman Red Sun probably like cheap online right now. But yeah, that was, that was a good one. Cool. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Here, I gotta if I if I can because you brought this up. Bonus, bonus, <laughs> best. Yeah, this yeah, reminded yeah. me. Battlefield Earth, best. Oh, <laughs> you know that was a. Uh, that it's was got good. John Travolta in it. It's yeah. this terrible, terrible, terrible movie based on Scientology. Don't, don't. It's terrible, but it's a, it's like Scientology paid for it. It's literally a proper Scientology propaganda movie. Yeah. So if you want to really? uh, Battlefield Earth with uh, John was Tra- it John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Did you, did <laughs> That's you, messed up. Did you guys like um? What was that movie? It came out in like 2017 or 18 it was like uh area uh are you thinking district nine district nine that was good yeah i liked that yeah i did too i thought that was a cool movie down south africa there yeah there's some good aliens out there yeah we should do a like a a a best of like do Mm -hmm. a down thing sometime it's cool well, Steven, man, thanks for so much for having us on your yeah. podcast. It was a blast. I had a lot of fun tonight, Me man. Me too. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I had a great time too. Uh, where where can people find you guys online? Where are you guys at? So uh, we're on and, and all the pod servers. So uh, just look for All Out War podcast, and um, we're the only one named that, so it's pretty easy. Um, and we are also on. We send to YouTube when they don't take them down. A lot of times we talk about, you know, current event stuff. And so if we're talking about the coronavirus or something like that, then oh, you just said it. Oops, now sorry. he's going to get, you might have to bleep that out, but, uh, okay. it, <laughs> YouTube sometimes will take our videos down because of that, which I don't care. I, I hate YouTube anyways, but, um, uh, <laughs> so we're there and then the only social we're on social media on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We have a Facebook page, but really the only one I'm active on is I run all of our social media. I'm only active really on Instagram, uh, just because it's easiest for me, um, to be on. And, um, so yeah, but, uh, that's where you can find us, man. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to check you out, check Mm -hmm. out despite popular belief. It's, there's tons of, of really great episodes on there and you're going to get some theology mixed in with culture. It's, it's a great, you're doing a great thing, man. I just mm-hmm. want to encourage you to keep it up and our listeners to check you out. And um, I appreciate what you're doing, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. We, right. we need cool more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. All right. You guys have a great night and have a good week too. You too. Thanks, Thanks brother. So. We'll talk to you soon, man. Awesome. Yep. Take care.